The Senior Bowl is next week. We'll get you ready for the big event today on Locked On Jets. You are Locked On Jets, your daily New York Jets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome. This is the Locked On Jets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's Friday, January 26th, 2024, and I'm your host, John B. from gangreennation.com. Thanking you for making the show your first listener or first watch every day. Subscribe to the show for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts so you'll get new episodes as soon as they're posted. If you enjoy the show and are listening on the podcast, worse, give it a five-star review. And if you're watching on YouTube and enjoy the show, give this episode a big thumbs up. Helps us out, helps other Jets fans find the podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers can get 150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. On today's show, we're going to get you ready for the Senior Bowl. The Senior Bowl takes place next week in Mobile, Alabama. It's really a full week of events. You know, We talk about the game, but many scouts, many people who are ev- involved in the evaluation process will tell you that the practices that take place during the week are, in many cases, more important than the actual game on uh, the, at the end of the week on the Saturday. Now, if you're not familiar with the Senior Bowl, it's one of the college all-star games. At this point in the calendar, as you're probably aware, the college football season has ended. The national champion has been crowned. So now draft-eligible players are focused on preparing for the draft, trying to raise their stock. And one way they do that is they go to what are known as all-star games, which exactly what they sound like. A number of games across the country will invite potential draft prospects. They'll participate in practices for a full week, going up against other prospects. And of these games, the most prestigious is the Senior Bowl. You get, you get, if you get an invite to the Senior Bowl, odds are you're getting drafted. Around eighty percent of of, C, of players in the Senior Bowl typically get drafted, and then even among the guys that don't get drafted, a lot of them are like high priority undrafted free agents. And the Jets have an insider at the game this year. Uh, their defensive coordinator, Jeff Albrecht, is going to be the head coach of one of the two teams. Last time the Jets had an insider at the game, it was actually two years ago, the full Jets coaching staff worked with one of the teams. So Jets have a little bit of an insider view on some of the prospects. You know, Even though Albrecht's a defensive coach, I'm sure the guys on the offensive side of the ball will ask him to take a look at some of the key prospects that he's working with. Maybe they'll ask, them to, maybe they'll ask Albrecht to run a few drills and report back, you know, an opportunity for the New York Jets to improve. And there's a good chance that you'll see a number of players the Jets will draft eventually, you know, come the spring. They'll be in this game and they'll be in the practices through the week in Mobile, Alabama. Now, I tried to look through recent Jets history to find out whether there was any significance to guys going to the Senior Bowl. And for the most case, the answer is no. You know, do the Jets draft players at a much higher or much lower rate than your typical team when we're talking about senior bowl prospects? Again, the answer is pretty much no. Um, you know, uh, uh, roughly 40% or so of the top 100 players play in the senior bowl. So I looked through Joe Douglas's tenure, and Joe Douglas has drafted in the first three rounds the senior bowl player about 36% of the time, a little bit more than that. So that's versus a rate of 40%. You know, not a huge difference there. In general, again, 45% of the players in this game get drafted. Overall, the Jets draft a senior bowl player about 43% of the time, about 43% of their draft picks played in the senior bowl. So again, I don't know if there's necessarily a big significance there. Jets draft a senior bowl player about the same rate as the rest of the league. Although there were a couple of things that stood out to me. 
The first one is, you know, we talk about Jeff Ulbrich getting an insider's view. Well, it's worth noting that the last time, again, the Jets coaching staff was part of the Senior Bowl was 2022. That was, of course, the famous draft year where the Jets got Sauce Gardner, Garrett Wilson, Brees Hall in the first uh, two rounds. They also drafted Jermaine Johnson in the first round. Well, that year, when the Jets had all these early picks, three of their four guys, and in fact, the best three guys, did not participate in the Senior Bowl. Those were Garrett Wilson, uh, Sauce Gardner, and Brees Hall. Jermaine Johnson did, but you know he's clearly a cut below. Even though Jermaine Johnson's turned into a good player, a bit of a cut below the other guys. So it shows you that you can't go too crazy with the evaluations. And in fact, a lot of the top receivers and offensive linemen are not going to be part of this game. You know that they've skipped the Senior Bowl. And that's another thing to understand is when you're picking in the top 10, you're picking the premium, premium prospects and guys of that caliber, you know, the guy, a guy who's projected to go to the top 10 right now can do more damage than good by participating in some of these uh, preparation events like the senior bowl and the combine. So a lot of like the top, top guys, you know, like Marvin Harrison, Jr., Malik neighbors, uh, Roma Dunze, you know, these are guys who are not necessarily taking part in the senior bowl. Joe, Joe Alt, the tackle from Notre Dame's not going to be in the senior bowl. So it wouldn't be surprising to see the Jets take somebody who's not in this game. I think there's one potential guy the Jets could draft at 10 if they stay at 10 who's in this game. I'll tell you who that is in a bit. But you know, you don't want again, you don't want to overstate the likelihood of uh, of the Jets drafting a player early in the senior bowl. Here's the other thing that, that's interesting. I kind of looked at this position by position. And of course, we know the Jets drafting this year is probably going to be heavily focused towards two positions, the offensive line and the wide receiver group, because Jets are trying to turn this thing around on the fly next year with Aaron Rodgers at quarterback. And those are the two groups that they really need to improve to help Rodgers around. So there's not, a, you know, the sample size is not that great when we're talking about Joe Douglas because he's only run four drafts. But more often than not, when he's drafted a wide receiver, that guy has not played in the senior bowl. Denzel Mims did. Uh, Garrett Wilson did not. Elijah Moore did not. The numbers become even more stark when we talk about the offensive line. Joe Douglas is drafted. Mitchell was the only one who played at the senior bowl that year. Now, of course, as I mentioned, Jeff Ulbrich does have kind of an in this year. He is coaching one of the teams. And while the Jets did not draft many guys early in 2022, it is worth noting that the guys they took after the second round primarily played in the season that year. Uh, Jeremy Ruckert did, Max Mitchell did, Michael Clemens did, and Jermaine Johnson did. So while I don't think the senior playing in the senior bowl is another prerequisite to the Jets drafting a player, it does seem likely that the Jets getting to work with these guys, getting to see them up close, you know, even if they weren't necessarily on the team the Jets coaching staff was coaching that year, it probably played into the evaluation. It probably told them who they wanted to draft, who they didn't want to draft. So I don't want to completely dismiss the idea that it's going to be important because it is going to be important. Again, the Jets, if you look through Joe Douglas's tenure, it's not quite half the time, not, not quite half the players they drafted have participated in the senior bowl, but just, a, just about, you know, just, just under half. So there's a, again, it's all a virtual guarantee that some of the players the Jets will draft in the upcoming NFL draft will play this weekend. So it's an opportunity to watch these guys practice. It's an opportunity to see up close how they prepare. It's an opportunity to speak with these guys, opportunity to see how they go against elite competition, which you don't always face in college. Lots of different aspects to the Senior Bowl. Senior Bowl puts a lot on the table. At the same time, part of me wonders whether maybe the Senior Bowl can be a little bit overrated. As we continue on this Friday edition of the Locked On Jets podcast, I'm going to try and tell you what 
the senior bowl can do and how it's easy to overthink these things and come away with, away with the wrong conclusions in the week ahead. That's as we continue this Friday edition of Locked On Jets. This next segment is brought to us by our sponsor, BetterHelp. Sometimes we all need the opportunity to get something off our chest. Big or small, certain things can really start to get to you. And it's important to let that out, especially to someone who's unbiased in your life. So today I want to tell you how I really feel about something. And you're probably thinking the same thing this week. It's really frustrating to be a New York Jets fan. The 2023 season began with so much excitement after the Aaron Rodgers trade, and the Jets did not deliver. And part of it was injury, but part of it was things that make you doubt the people running this team. And they're still running this team this offseason. I'm not really all that confident in Robert Sal and Joe Douglas right now. And I'm sure you feel the same way. But we we also know that football is football. It's just a game. It's not real life. A lot of us face challenges in real life, and you should know that therapy can be different for everyone. Most of us have bigger problems than our favorite sports team, and it, it's important to get things off your chest every once in a while. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be flexible and suited to your schedule. Visit BetterHelp.com slash locked on to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash locked on. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel. The NFL regular season has wrapped up. Unfortunately, no playoffs for the Jets for a 13th straight year. So the Jets season wrapped up with the end of the regular season a few weeks back. But there is still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because right now, new customers can get 150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. And maybe that makes life a little bit more stress-free because when you bet on the Jets, they don't have a great chance of winning. And you never want to bet against your team. So Two interesting championship games this weekend, Detroit at San Francisco, Kansas City at Baltimore. You gotta head to FanDuel. Again, 150 bucks in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. And the app is easy to use. There's so many different ways to bet, like live same game parlays. You can find bets in the new Explore tab. And you can make a parlay in the Parlay Hub. It's the best way to find popular parlays. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and make your first bet a layup. Again, it's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Thank you so much for making Locked On Jets your first listen or first watch every day. And a big shout out to Everydayers. This is a daily podcast covering the New York Jets. We have new episodes each day through the week, Monday through Friday. And you should also know that Locked On has the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7 covering the top sports stories of the, of the day with the ex local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. And today on Locked On Jets, we're focused on the Senior Bowl. Practices begin next week in Mobile, Alabama, annual event, kind of like a convention for the NFL. They have a couple of these during the offseason where like all the scouts, all the front office members, all the coaches go to. The next one will also be a draft-related event. That will be the NFL scouting, scouting combine a little bit down the road. But Senior Bowl, it's a big week, and many talent evaluators will tell you that while the ga game gets a lot of the focus, what happens on the practice field between Monday and Monday at the end of the week tends to be more important in the evaluation process. Now, I think sometimes the Senior Bowl gets a little overrated. In fact, I think we've reached a point, and part of this is just due to how much content we have, where every single thing's being scrutinized. And you know, the thing I really don't like about the draft process is how there's just too much content out there. And I mean, I don't mean to any disrespect to content creators, but what you'll see this week inevitably is a, I don't know if you call it a tweet or an X these days, but somebody will like, will put out a video on social media of like one rep and it will be used to prove that some guy's a great prospect or some guy's really struggling. And one of the things I've noticed over the last couple of years is that if you look through like the lists of various media, uh, media sites of winners and losers each day, 
you'll get completely different players. It seems like there's no real consensus on what these guys are doing, the, the caliber of the performances. And it's difficult to keep track of everything going on. You know, even though these things are televised right now, I mean, they do televise the senior bowl practices. It's difficult to get a sense of what's what everybody's doing because there are uh, drills happening concurrently. You know, drills at one position are happening the same time as drills at another. So nobody can really watch everything that's happening full time. And I think that there's a lot of content out there that's not really representative of where things fall in the draft process. The senior bowl does matter. I'm not going to come here and tell you that the senior bowl is irrelevant. You know, a lot of people think the combine doesn't matter. I wouldn't even tell you the combine's irrelevant. The senior bowl has great players going up against great players, draft pick versus draft pick. And of course, you use the data you get at the senior bowl to try and judge things. But you should also remember that guys are being used in different roles. There might be a guy who really hasn't, maybe a running back who hasn't really run receiver routes, and they might the coaches may try him out in some receiver drills. There's some guys who you know may be taking on a new role. So these things can tell us something about how quickly a player can adapt to a new role, but it doesn't necessarily tell us what the player, how good the player will be long-term. The other thing I'll note is, you know, this, these are days of practice. And I always make this point during training camp. I make this point during the off-season program for the pros, but it's also true of the college players. You can't completely dismiss what happens on the field in the senior bowl, because again, you're going up against the best. And a lot of guys don't face the best every day in their college, on their college team. But we do need to put it into context. These are just days of practice. If a guy had like a bad day of practice in October, you wouldn't think it would really impact his draft stock all that much. But a guy could have a bad day of practice at the senior bowl and people are acting like the thing has changed now and they'll start panicking. And a guy can dominate at the senior bowl practice and people will act like, wow, this guy's draft stock skyrocketed. You know, these guys do have multiple years of film on them. So I think that while the senior bowl does matter and while you should contextualize everything that happens, I do think there is, and this is true in a lot of areas, in sports analysis, there's a lot of recency bias where people are only focused on the latest thing that happened and they ignore all the other data that that precedes it. Now, I think there are some players for whom the senior bowl matters more than others. And those tend to be the smaller school guys. And I'm talking about especially guys below what's known as the football bowl subdivision. That's like the top level of college football. But I think it's also important for guys who played outside of what are known as the Power Five conferences, which I guess will become the Power Four conferences next year. Um, I'm talking about the SEC, Big Ten, the Big Twelve, the ACC, the Pac-12, which is going away, and the, you know there'll be the other four will be the Power Four conferences. But the reason I think the Senior Bowl does matter for these guys, and maybe I pay put a little bit more stock into the practices with them, is. When they play games, they're not playing against NFL caliber athletes for the most part. They're not playing up. They don't really have many opportunities to showcase their skills against draft caliber prospects. Now, that's true of, of players even in the major conferences. But if you're in the major conference, odds are you're going to run into an opponent a couple of times a year who is a draft prospect. So you'll be able to showcase your ability against the best. Whereas the guys at the smaller schools, the guys at the, you know, the below the Power Five conferences, and especially the guys below the football bold subdivision, they're going up against the guys they just physically dominate. So I think there's always a question when you're talking about the smaller school guys. Is he really fast or is he just going up against guys who are kind of slow? Because the athletes are of a lower caliber at the smaller schools, the, the opponents. So it's a, it's a good chance to contextualize what these guys can do. And if these guys succeed in practice against the top prospects, I think it's a feather in their cap, metaphor, metaphorically speaking. That's significant. The other thing that's really significant that kind of happens outside the public eye is teams, because they're all there and because so many of the top prospects are here, they get a lot, they get a lot of the interviews done at the senior bowl. 
Now, again, you have you need to understand what the interviews are. That's a chance for the team to speak with a player, get get a sense of who he is as a person, get a sense of you know what he's all about. If the player has some question marks, if the player has some red flags, it's an opportunity for the player to address them and ease the team's mind. So, what's going to happen this week is they're going to be like all these reports. The Jets are talking to this guy at the Senior Bowl. That's not significant. The Jets will speak with every single prospect they're interested in at some point in the draft process. For some of the guys, it will ha- it will wait until the combine. So the Jets speaking with a guy, that's not necessarily all that significant. Jets are going to speak with a lot of prospects. What is significant and what we won't know is what happens in those discussions because those discussions will help Jets under- get to get a better sense of the player. And sometimes in these discussions, you know what they'll do is they'll talk about what a player did on the field. And they'll get, get, the player will give them a chance to understand, like, maybe if this play didn't look like it went well, what was going through his head, how he's learned from it. It will also give the player a chance to display that he can understand complex aspects of a system. You know, sometimes they'll go to the chalkboard and they'll talk about things that they're breaking down. Now, this is tough because we don't, we don't know what the end result is. And we won't really know what the end result is until draft day because this will play a role in the evaluations the Jets make on these players. It'll give them a sense of whether they really want to take a certain player or whether they want to pass on a certain player. And of course, on some level, we'll never really know what happened. But that's the significance of, of that. That, might, that above all else might be the significance of the Senior Bowl is the chance for the teams to speak with these prospects. But again, just because the Jets are speaking with one player, that's not necessarily newsworthy. Jets speak with a lot of players. And if just because you don't hear that the Jets have spoken with a player, again, that's not necessarily significant either. Jets may meet with that player at the combine. They may meet with that player later on in his pro day. You know, there's a long way to go. So that's a sense of what the Pro Bowl is and what the Pro Bowl isn't. Now let's get to the players to watch. As we continue on this Friday edition of the Locked On Jets podcast, I'm going to give you a couple names to watch, a couple guys who could be intriguing options for the Jets at various points of the, of the draft. And I'll tell you who they are continuing this Friday edition of Locked On Jets. This episode of Lockdown Jets is brought to you by PrizePix. PrizePix is the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. It's the easiest and most exciting way to play DFS. It's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, you pick more or less than on two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. And with basketball season here, now you can have combo projections across football and basketball from the Specials League. This is a league created specifically for combo projections that include two or more players from different sports or leagues. For example, you can take LeBron James and Travis Kelsey at a 10.5 combo of three-pointers made in receptions. And PrizePix now offers a reboot policy, so your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. For football and basketball games, if you have a player who exits in the first half and does not return in the second, that player is rebooted. And PrizePix is the only daily fantasy sports platform with this injury insurance policy. Go to prizepicks.com slash NFL and use code LockedOnNFL for a first deposit match of up to $100. Again, go to prizepicks.com slash NFL and use code LockedOnNFL for your first deposit match of up to $100. That's prizepicks. This is the Locked On Jets podcast here on this Friday. We're talking Senior Bowl. It's next week in Mobile, Alabama. The practices get underway early in the week, and then the game will be a week from tomorrow. Which players should Jets fans keep their eyes on? Difficult question to answer because a lot of the guys in this game are going to be day two, day three picks. And once you get later into the draft, need plays less of a role. I think teams still will focus on spots where they have fewer quality players because a position where you're you're thinner, the guy you draft later on has a better chance of making your team. But in the early part of the draft, the top 10 where the Jets pick, you know, a lot of the top receivers and a lot of the top offensive linemen are skipping the senior bowl because they're already top prospects. So playing in the game might hurt more than it helps. I think if the Jets do stay at 10, the most likely senior bowl player they would pick would be an offensive lineman, a tackle from Oregon, Talisa Fuaga. 
And, you know, he kind of falls below the top tier tackles. But the Jets, you know, at 10, they might miss out on Joe Alt. They might miss out uh, on Fanashu. Uh, you know, the Jets may not have the opportunity to take, to take the guy that they want, or they may not have an opportunity to take a consensus top two guy uh, with the 10th overall pick. So if they're still focused on the offensive line, Fuaga could be an interesting uh, player, guy who's very strong at the point of attack. That's one of the things I like in the NFL when we talk about prospects on the offensive line. I like guys who like move people because you got to have a nasty streak to play offensive line in this league. You know, it's a very physical position and it doesn't always work out. Makai Becton was a guy who just was a road grader in college and obviously hasn't really worked out that way in the NFL in part due to injuries. But, you know, I think he'd be an interesting pick. I'm not sure exactly how I feel about him at 10. I might be at a point where I'd hope the Jets would trade down. But again, we know pick 10 is probably going to be a wide receiver or a tackle. An opportunity to watch a, a guy who the Jets at least conceivably could pick in the first round. And I, I don't think there are many other players who are very likely who the Jets could select uh, with that pick because, again, we know it's going to be one of those two positions. And the other guys who are the top tier players of those positions are not taking part. Uh, so that, that's that's a guy, if you're looking for someone who could be who could go at 10, you know, that's that's who I'd have my eye on. Um, a wide receiver, not, not a guy I'd expect the Jets to pick in the first round, but somebody who, you know, if he falls to their third round pick, might be an option. Malachi Corley out of Western Kentucky. And, you know, I look at this guy, I feel like this is a Joe Douglas kind of wide receiver. And I don't mean that in like a loaded way. We just like know what styles Joe Douglas really likes. And I, one thing we know, Joe Douglas likes guys who look explosive. We, we know he likes receivers who are big, but we know Joe Douglas loves guys who are explosive. Now, Malachi Corley's not that big, but he's a guy who, and part of the, part of whether the Jets would be interested will come down to whether or not, uh, you know, Corley does well at the combine because Douglas is a big combine guy, but Corley is a guy who's a playmaker with the ball in his hands. You know, he's not necessarily the most refined receiver when it comes to his route running, but he's a guy, he's a playmaker. And what do the Jets need on offense more than anything? Well, we can talk about the wide receiver position, but having good wide receivers is kind of a means to an end. The reason you want to have good wide receivers is that they have playmaking ability, that they can move, that they, not, they can not only move the change, but they can make big plays for your team. Because what was really missing from the Jets offense this year was the ability to hit the home run. I think outside of Brees Hall, nobody really has it. And that, that's true of even Garrett Wilson. I think he's more of a chain mover, guy who can work the intermediate game, but not really a guy who has the ability to you know hit the 80-yard play. And one of the biggest reasons the Jets struggled on offense this year that was under the radar is just a lack of home run ability. In the NFL, it's very difficult to string together 9, 10, 11, 12 successful plays in a row. You know, One bad play can stall a drive. So you got to have some chunk plays uh, put in there. Now, why do I put Corley above other guys? Well, it goes back to what I talked about before. He played at Western Kentucky, kind of a smaller school, didn't really go up against like the elite of the elite. So for somebody like this, I think the senior bowl is more important than it is for prospects from the power conferences because the power conference guys at least have film against probably a couple of guys who are, who are draft prospects. This is Corley's opportunity. And I know Western Kentucky, you know, played a couple of decent teams on their schedule, but this is an opportunity for Corley to really showcase his game. And then like a smaller prospect, a really small school prospect, a running back out of New Hampshire, Dylan Laub. And the reason I'm interested in him is, and you know, I don't think the Jets will draft a running back early, but the Jets running back room could use some improvement. And Laub, at least according to current projections, guy who likely to go maybe day three. And I think that's probably the point where a running back makes sense for the Jets because you have Brees Hall. And after him, you don't really know what you have. You have Izzy Avanaconda. I mean, who knows how good he is. 
really didn't look that impressive in the limited opportunities he's got. Uh, Laub is interesting to me because he's a guy who's more than a running back. In today's NFL, the receiving skills are becoming more and more prevalent out of the backfield. And especially having a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers there, you need a, you need running backs who can catch. Now, we know what Brees Hall did as a receiver this year. Brees Hall is a quality, you know, Brees Hall you know, was among the league leaders in the NFL position, catching the ball out of the backfield. I'd actually like to see those numbers go down next year because part of the reason Brees Hall had so many catches was the Jets didn't have any receivers to throw to. But with a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers, and Brees can't take 100% of the snaps, with a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers, you need running backs who can catch the ball, who can make plays out of the backfield. And that's because Rodgers is so smart. You know, Rodgers is, is a quarterback through his career who's been known for just being willing to check the ball down. If it's not there, he's not going to force it. That's one of the reasons Rodgers has been so prolific without throwing a lot of interceptions. Rodgers will just take the five-yard gain with a little dump off to the running back. But what makes Laub really interesting is that New Hampshire kind of used him as a hybrid type guy. They used him running uh, running wide receiver routes. And I mean, I don't know, maybe I'm giving Nathaniel Hackett too, too much credit because Nathaniel Hackett's not the most creative guy in the world. But in the NFL, the hybrids, they're kind of gaining prevalence. Guys who, you know, running back you can put in the slot. And a running back you can put in the slot is valuable because it allows you quarterback to make better pre-snap reads. Because if you motion him out of the backfield into the slot and a running back follows him out there, or sorry, a linebacker follows him out there, it's a giveaway that it's man coverage. Where if somebody just kind of bumps out, you know, if somebody's kind of wide and he bumps out a little bit wider to take the guy in the slot, that's a sign that there's zone coverage. So players like this can kind of help your team out. And But again, Laub's got to show he can do it against premium competition. If Corley is a guy who really hasn't faced a lot of top tier competition, Loud playing in a smaller school in New Hampshire, you know, not not an FBS, that's a guy who's really got to showcase himself in a game like this. And sometimes what you see is these smaller school guys they they do a great job in the senior, in Senior Bowl week, they do a great job in the game, and they show they can compete against the best. I think that's what he needs to do. Anyway, that's all for today's episode. This has been the Locked On Jets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day is our motto. As always, if you enjoyed the show, hit the subscribe button where you're watching or listening, so that you'll never, you'll never miss an episode. Uh, if you enjoy the show and are listening on a podcast, worse, give it a five-star review. And if you're watching on YouTube and enjoy the show, give this episode a big thumbs up. Helps us out. Helps other Jets fans find the podcast. Have a great weekend, everybody. We'll be back on Monday to talk more Jets.